Well, good morning and welcome to the Men's Leadership Network. We're glad you could join us this morning. Uh, I want to say welcome to all of the, uh, the men meeting across Nashville at Satellite Campuses in Cool Springs at Bricks and in Nolensville at Highway 55. Also, welcome to anybody that's joining us online this morning or watching this as a, uh, a replay of a podcast. Uh, thank you for joining us this morning. Uh, same format this morning. Jeff and Jason are going to go for about 25, 30 minutes, and then we're going to pause and have a time for questions. Uh, you can get questions to me two different ways. One is to tweet them to at leadership underscore net, or you can email them to questions at mensleadershipnetwork.com. Jason Ellerbrook is president and owner of Engage Media Partners. Prior to launching EMP, Jason served men's ministry at Lifeway Christian Resources, where he collaborated with authors and speakers such as Tony Dungy, Bobby and Tommy Bowden, Joe Gibbs, Dr. Tony Evans, Alex and Stephen Kendrick, and others who challenged men to live lives of faith and integrity. Jason also served as the director of training and event production for events including Living Proof Live with Beth Moore, The Secret Church Simulcast with David Platt, and the main event that included President George W. Bush, Willie Robertson, Governor Mike Huckabee, and others. He currently consults with business and ministry leaders associated with Fortune 500 companies, NASCAR, NCAA college football, and the NFL. Jason has served local churches for over 25 years as a staff member and through several parachurch organizations. Please join me this morning in welcoming Jason Ellerbrook. There you go. Thank you, Jason. It's great to have you this morning. I really appreciate it. You've done a lot. It's been amazing. So. Yeah, I think they were talking about somebody else. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Hey, uh, tell us about kind of your growing up years and your family today. Yeah, so um, I was born in Clinton, Iowa, uh, in Iowa, and my parents actually adopted me at birth. Mm -hmm. So um, it's really funny. My birthday is December 24th, night before Christmas, mm -hmm. and my brother was adopted as well. He's about three years older than me, and when they brought me home, and Todd would just stand and stare at the crib. And so sooner or later, he finally asked my mother, he thought I was the baby Jesus, because that appeared out of nowhere on Christmas. So uh, he found out real quick that that, that, that wasn't, wasn't right. the case. But anyway, uh, my growing up years, they were awesome. My parents were uh, a gift to me mm. because I was chosen yeah. by them. You know, mm. they were seeking a child and um, uh, Christian parents raised in the church. And it was just such a blessing. So my, my formative years were incredible. You wow. know? Yeah. Praise God. Yeah. Tell us about, because you, you're in movies, and we're going to talk more about that, yeah. but, but why, I mean, men love movies, right? I mean, just as guys, there's just kind of this thing about movies, but, but where did your love for movies originate? Oh, wow. Probably Star Wars. Really? Yeah, yeah. I'm one of a billion people that would probably say that, but yeah. uh, I just remember as a kid uh, going to see Star Wars. My mom took me, mm. and uh, I had all the action figures and everything, and then from there on, I just, I love movies, television, uh, great stories, you know? Yeah. So yeah. that's where it all started. You got a favorite movie? I do. It's actually Raiders of the Lost Ark. Ah. So always go. been my favorite. I think it's unmatched. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, and then they kept doing more and more. And you're oh, like, yeah. oh, stop, yeah, that's stop. Right. That's right. So they could have stopped at the first <laughs> yeah. one. So. so tell us about now, you started this company, in Engage Media. Tell us about how, you know, you see that opportunity to bridge movies and to impact the community and impact society. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, I worked at Lifeway for 12 years yeah. and had many different roles at Lifeway. But one of the most incredible things that happened while I was there is they launched the film 
courageous. Yeah. It was produced by the Stephen and Alex Kendrick, uh, who are just awesome guys. You know, that film oh, yeah. was launched out of the church, which yeah. is uh, very rare and uh, really created to serve churches. Mm. So at the time, I was the men's ministry leader at Lifeway, and my friend Scott Mills was over Lifeway Films. And we were able to work on that film together because the film really spoke to uh, uh, ministry to men and how men need to get in small groups and have accountability. So uh, after we had worked on that together, Scott and I just developed a real strong relationship and became like a brother to me. And so um, we just saw the opportunity not, not only to go out and, and be involved in film, but also I'd worked with so many uh, men who had huge platforms, mm -hmm. but behind that platform had an incredible heart for the Lord. Mm -hmm. You know, what you see on the screen with some of these guys or at the racetrack or on the football field, uh, we always see those um, minutes when, or those moments where they're competing mm -hmm. uh, for wins and losses, but behind the scenes, they're living life just like you and I. Yeah. Same struggles, uh, same issues, and I got to work with a lot of them, and most of them were really older guys, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, they were Hall of Fame guys, guys who the majority of their story had been told. And so uh, that opportunity continued as I left Lifeway and we started Engage Media Partners. So serving churches, engaging churches and helping them to uh, utilize faith-based films as a resource is primarily what we do. But uh, there's a whole lot of other things we're doing as well. And that's such a long story, it's tough to make an elevator speech out of that when somebody says, what do you do? Yeah. I just like to say we serve churches. Mm. You know? That's awesome. Well, it does seem like there's a movement even today right now. There's more guys that are being vocal about their faith, you know, mm. and more professional athletes. And, you know, there's the uh, Philadelphia Eagles are surrounded as they're baptizing a, a teammate and, you know, just some great things that are happening. And to get those stories out that people don't just see people on the field or people in the you know, boardroom, but people are seeing people live out their faith. Absolutely. Yeah. So tell us, you, you just recently, uh, you know, put this whole film, you became an executive producer. Uh, tell us about that experience. Oh, it's been crazy. I mean, uh, Scott and I primarily, like I said, we've, we've uh, been on the marketing side of things. Yeah. But with this film, uh, we met Ted Sr., the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase, and his son, Ted Jr. We were introduced to him by a great friend named uh, Barry Sneed. And it's been over a year and a half since we first sat down and talked with him. And they, they actually produced this film, or they actually uh, created the film about four years ago. And so it's been sitting on the shelf for a while. There was a lot of editing that took place yeah. over the past year and everything, but uh, they really didn't know what they were gonna do with it. And so when we met with them, really our role as executive producer was helping them to get it into theaters to do a theatrical release, uh, which happened this past Tuesday, yeah. which is awesome. It was a one night event through Fathom. Uh, and we opened in close to 600 theaters, wow. which is incredible. That's awesome. And then uh, after that, really our role is to uh, take it and find different avenues of distribution. And really the, the key is we want to get this story into as many hands as possible yeah. around the world because it's a transformational story. Yeah. 
Now, did you know about Ted DiBiase and wrestling and all that before, you know, growing up? Did you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was a big uh, WWF fan back yeah. in the early days. I, I loved watching wrestling yeah. and uh, would actually, um, I went to one of the, the, the uh, WrestleManias. Yeah. They, they would do a big screen simulcast about an hour from where I lived and we would go in and watch it on pay-per-view, you know. But uh, I was a big fan of Hulk Hogan. He was uh. like my hero. Uh, growing up, I even grew the mustache when I got older, and uh, I, I had this fantasy, I'll just be honest and transparent with you, but uh, that uh, maybe because I was adopted that he had made a swing through Iowa and I could be his uh, long lost love child, you know, so uh, I've, I've never checked that out or you rip your shirt off. Yeah. Yeah. I've done that a few times, not recently, though, yeah. you know, but uh, yeah, I, I love pro wrestling, and I, and I knew of uh, Ted DiBiase, he's one of the top five villains yeah. probably of all time. He's in the WWE, now it's WWE Hall of Fame, but uh, watched all those guys and was just uh, fascinated by. So is it amazing when all of a sudden you started talking about producing this movie? Was that just kind of wild? Okay. It was. You know, I still... Uh, Sometimes when I meet some of these guys for the first time, yeah. uh, I'm a little bit nervous. Yeah. I tend to put my foot in my mouth, yeah. you know. I'm glad I didn't with him because he's still pretty big and yeah. wouldn't want to be in a headlock or a figure four. But uh, um, yeah, it was incredible because the cool thing is, like I said before, uh, just sitting down with him for a short amount of time, he's one of the most humble guys I've ever met. Mm. Um, he's been sharing the gospel for over 14 years now, wow. traveling around the, the country and the world for that matter uh, when churches or, or events call him. And uh, I've met several guys like this. He's one of those guys who, for him, it's not about being on the big stage anymore. Yeah. He, he's apt to be preaching at a church of 60 mm. this week and whatever they can do, he'll, he'll come and mm. he just... God called him to share the gospel, so wow. that's what it's all about, you know. I think we have the trailer. Can we, let's show that trailer. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. so watch this film. I love that it just premiered on Tuesday night. Yeah. You're here today, thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Watch this. Yep, that's my dad. Who loved to lace up his boots. Who loved the roar of the crowd. Who battled with giants and titans that were larger than life. Yep, that's my dad who said, everybody's got a price. Everybody's got a price for the million dollar man. And when it came to fame, he learned that, well, it's true. Ultimately, I always get what I want, and I always get my way, and eventually, I'll have it all. My wife, who was totally committed to me, my wife, who never called me anywhere in the world to check up on me, and now discovered that I was committing adultery. When I discovered that Ted had been cheating in our marriage, I had to hold it together for my children. In a lot of cases, the price of fame is too costly. Dad, you've never said sorry to, to my face. There's nothing wrong with going and trying your hardest at anything you love, but not for fame. Your dad is so not the same person he was. We don't even identify with the people we were. The one thing that kept me sane through all of this was my relationship with the Lord. And all I ever wanted when I was 15 years old was to make you proud. And now I think that I have. Following your footsteps again, you know, I wanted to be a wrestler. Now I, I want to be that kind of dad. And I want my son to be 
proud of me because of the man that I've become, the character and integrity that I exemplify. And the only reason I want that desire that is because that's the man you became. Everybody's got a price. The price of fame is high. Wow. Everybody's got a prize. Yeah. Man, that's strong. Um, talk about his whole salvation experience and how does that come out in the movie? Yeah, well, uh, Ted, you know, they asked him to play a character, the Million Dollar Man. Mm. And so um, these guys are real athletes, by the way. <laughs> you know, I mean, they're like stuntmen and, and uh, they were on the road 300 days out of the year. Never home with their family, constantly traveling. And it was just intense back in the early days before when um, prime time. But uh, Ted basically bought into that lifestyle of being the million dollar man. He played a character and he became that character. Mm. And so it was really through his pastor, uh, Hal, that he began a relationship with the Lord. Hal led him to the Lord and became accountability for him. And sometimes Ted wasn't living for the Lord, but Hal was still on the other end of the phone, calling him, checking on him, uh, trying to hold him accountable. And uh, Ted uh, was caught in an affair, as the, as the film shares, and um, it, it almost destroyed him, you know. Mm. And he went home, and Hal uh, orchestrated a meeting between Ted and his wife where they would spend time together and walk through this. And there's a phenomenal story behind uh, how Melanie walked through it because uh, a lot of times you see in the film, you know, what happened before and now what happens after, but uh, it took a lot of courage and they walked through a lot of pain to be restored in, in their relationships. Mm. So, uh, but once Ted was anchored in his relationship with Christ, uh, the rest was history. He, he made a commitment to follow Christ, uh, left pro wrestling uh, very quickly thereafter and began his uh, ministry of preaching. Wow. Yeah. I tell you, the redemption of God, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's just incredible. I yeah. mean, praise God. And, and here's a guy now who's living it out and trying to make a difference with his story. That's know? right. And so on the same night that our film uh, was in theaters, Two nights ago, Nature yeah. Boy, uh, 30 for 30 uh, documentary on Ric Flair released as well. And um, it was amazing. When you watch those two side by side, there's a dichotomy uh, between them. Even though uh, Ted and Rick were the same, they both started out playing characters and they bought into being those characters. Uh, one is the very honest story of a man who still is the nature boy. Mm. And then another is the story about a man who was the million dollar man, but now he's Ted DiBiase, mm. follower of Christ. And as you watch through this, one's a story of uh, redemption, the other's a story of rebellion. Mm. And it's amazing as we've had so many comments coming in on social media, Jeff, and uh, text, and mm. just even reading some of the reviews out there will, will blow you away because uh, as people watch the story of rebellion, um, men are drawn to that, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're drawn to uh, fame and mm. fortune, and uh, what would it be like if I could live that lifestyle. But uh, what we're seeing in all of the comments is, you know, Ted, the film about Ted is, is really hitting the heart of, of men because oh, yeah. it was such a sacrifice for him and he almost lost it all before he found Christ. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you set that up against, you know, juxtapose Ric Flair and, and uh, Ted DiBiase and, you know, I don't know the whole story of Ric Flair, but I know recently he was ill and I know 
um, lost a son, you know, mm -hmm. alcohol, and it, you, so you see the parallel of, oh man, here's a guy who said, I want to follow Christ. Mm -hmm. And then you see a guy who's still struggling to try to find identity. That's and, right. Yeah, and you just pray. I'm praying for him. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and, you know. And Ted is uh, one of the things that I've seen, and it's been so neat to almost uh, have a glimpse behind the curtain. Um, Ted is so respected by all these guys mm. and has great relationships with them. You named the pro wrestler back in the day, and uh, Ted is a friend of theirs. And mm. many have passed away since. You yeah. know, a lot of the guys in the film, like... George the Animal Steel and Roddy, Roddy Piper have passed away, but Ted was close with all of them. He's got a great relationship with Rick, and I, I know his prayer for all of these guys because they battled together, right? Yeah. And they lived the same lifestyle together. His prayer for them would be uh, that they would experience the same yeah. uh, salvation and, and restoration that he was able to experience. And one of the coolest things that happened. I mentioned Hulk, Hulk Hogan before. Yeah. Um, we had reached out to several wrestlers just to help give shout outs and, and talk about the film. But, but Hulk Hogan um, was able to watch Ted, the trailer of the film, the one that we just saw. And he reached back out to us via his manager and asked for the entire film. So we sent it down to him. And uh, after he saw it, he I messaged Ted and told him that it was it had changed his life wow. and uh, did a great uh, I mean it's on our Facebook account but did just a great shout out mm -hmm. about the film and I know recently he's been uh, talking a lot, a lot about Jesus on his social media and uh, you know who knows where where a man goes right yeah. who knows uh, how this story ends in, in a man's journey but what I do know is God will speak to a person at a certain point in time mm -hmm. and maybe our opportunity to share that leads to that heart opening and being willing to uh, consider uh, beginning a relationship or journey with Christ. And then the anchor has to drop, yeah. you know, accountability has to take place, growth. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, our prayer, and I can speak for Ted and Teddy, is that as men come to know Christ or their hearts are impacted by their life, mm -hmm. um, that the anchor will drop in their life and they'll, they'll continue the journey but stay on it and grow in Christ. Well, I think that story resonates with, with every guy because, you know, you kind of grow up, like you were saying, these are your heroes, right? Yeah. And, then, and then to see that it was all a masquerade and, and uh, at the heart, though, of every guy is, you know, money and women and all this kind of that Satan puts into our lives. Mm -hmm. And to see a guy who says, wait a minute, I, I need the Lord. And yeah. then to watch the transformation in his life and the impact on his son and the impact of I mean, that picture of, of his son praying mm -hmm. over his child mm -hmm. and just thinking as, as dads, man, we have an incredible influence. Um, and talk about, I love how he is using his platform now to impact other men for Christ, you know? And how can we do that? Oh, man, you know, um, I've got four kids yeah. at home. My oldest is a 16-year-old a girl and then three boys. In fact, my youngest, his birthday is today, which is mm -hmm. so awesome. Um, fatherhood means everything to me. Uh, so thankful for my wife and, and, um, and my kids. And so I was thinking about it last night, you know, on, on this movie run, um, whether we're marketing a film or producing a film, it takes a lot of time, oh, yeah. you know. Uh, you're working around the clock and, and uh, trying to do the best you can to uh, reach people across the nation. I'd love to see a movement among men where they come to know the Lord and become better fathers or whatnot. But um, the, 
last night, uh, it was about an hour before youth group in mm -hmm. Nolansville. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were really debating, I'd take my kids to youth group mm -hmm. at the Ransom House. And uh, I was debating whether or not to, to go because uh, I was so busy, you know, mm -hmm. answering texts and everything else. And my wife and I drove to the grocery store together. It was about an hour before youth group. And I looked at her and I said, uh, what do I gain if I reach the whole world and change men's, men's lives all over the world? But I lose my own kids. So it was um, a reminder to me that no matter what God's called you to do, whether it's ministry or business, that God has given you, if you're a father, kids, kids in your life, and they're the primary responsibility and at all costs. You've got to take the time to nurture their spiritual life. And uh, hopefully only by his grace alone, only God can do it. But as I pour into them, that uh, their lives will be changed. Yeah. And uh, that would be the greatest gift of all. So I was so thankful I took them last night. And, and uh, I don't always make the right choice. But man, I want to put that stake in the ground. And I don't want them to see me as a producer or a guy that that runs with or gets the opportunity to work with uh, famous people. I want to see, I want them to see me as a great dad, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's powerful, you know? And I think guys, we always run after the career, right? It's like you get married and it's a check and you have kids and, and then you're off building the career yeah. to provide for them. But what your kids really want is you. That's right. <laughs> they, that's want, right. they want a dad. They want somebody <laughs> there and, and um, and that's your greatest impact right mm -hmm. there. Exactly. And I love that, that perspective on that. Um, Jason, you got into to this because you realized that you can make movies that would impact men's lives and, and you could use this medium to get into homes. How are you seeing God use uh, Christian films to impact dads and to impact men for Christ? Yeah, it's, it's been cool, man. When we walk into, uh, I had happened a couple years ago, I walked into a theater and, you know, they have the posters hanging up, yeah. uh, highlighting the films. And in one theater, out of about 10 posters, four, four of the posters were faith-based films wow. with, with transformational stories, stories that point people toward the gospel. And I took a picture of that and we talked about it with, uh, of course, our people in our, our company, but also... Uh, in the industry, what we've seen is uh, uh, films are being made that are much better, mm -hmm. higher quality, but uh, that are just telling phenomenal stories. And I think for me, back to my own kids, uh, I know what they see and what they experience is what's feeding their, their heart and their soul, right? Yeah. And um, I've just got to say that we have become so numb as we watch television and go to the movie theater and through video games and whatnot. And we've got a lot of problems in our country yeah. um, and in this world today. And a lot of it is because of what we're feeding ourselves, yeah. what we're allowing ourselves to consume because uh, garbage in, garbage out, right? Yeah. And so giving people an alternative to go see something that's spiritual, up, spiritually uplifting but great is uh, such an honor and privilege, you yeah. know? And so we continue to work hard to make that happen in, in what we're doing. Uh, and I say as a whole in our industry, so proud of some of the films we've gotten to work on. Um, there's another film coming out in the spring called I Can Only Imagine. Mm. And it's the story of uh, how Bart, 
Bart Miller yeah. with Mercy Me uh, wrote the song I can only imagine that has impacted so many people. And it's a film about fatherhood. And, and, uh, but more than anything, I took it down a couple weeks ago and showed it at Full Sail University, uh -huh. which is not a Christian school, but it's a filmmaking school. A lot of people in the audience were uh, non-Christians and what I'd call skeptics, you know? And uh, to a T, after watching this movie, one of the thing, the comments they made, number one, it was deeply moving to them, mm. but number two, it was great. The sound, the uh, cinematography, all of that. And the Irwin brothers, Kenrick brothers, these guys continue to blaze the path because as a, ch as a church, um, we've got to produce great. Yeah. I mean, look at, look at the people at Rolling Hills mm -hmm. in so many different careers. Mm -hmm. The men who, uh, I just met a couple this morning that uh, it's amazing what they do in their career, but mm -hmm. whether we're doing it as a church or individually, that we need to be out there in the world and they need to say the best producers, the best lawyers, the best songwriters, mm -hmm. uh, they're believers because mm -hmm. what they do, they do unto the Lord, serving yeah. Christ. Yeah. And that, that in alone, uh, is a testimony to other people. As a man, one of my greatest testimonies is the way I work and what I produce. God's given us a, uh, an edge on everybody else, and I don't say that uh, in the wrong way, but uh, we've got the power of God working within us. Mm -hmm. So creativity, yeah. man, I should be awfully creative if, <laughs> if I'm really letting God live through me, right? So uh, anyway, I see that as a huge Im impact for uh, men definitely, but I just hope that the films can be used as a tool that uh, tell great stories and lead to other things like Bible studies mm. and, and uh, opportunities to have great conversations with your kids. And like I did earlier, not out any um, disrespect for Ric Flair, obviously, mm. but you can compare the two too. Yeah. You can have honest conversations with your kids yeah. about what they're, what they're taking in, you know. Well, and I think, I think people are starving for that right now, you know? Mm -hmm. I, I think people are looking at, uh, you know, a while back, you know, Mike Pence came out, or vice president, and said, you know, I'm not going to be alone with another woman unless it's my wife. Yes. And, and people out there just kind of, you know, blew him up on social media, like, how can you do that so old-fashioned, da-da-da. And then all of a sudden, Harvey Weinstein and all this stuff that happens in Hollywood, mm -hmm. and if you start to look at the two, People are now going, whoa, wait a minute, you know? I mean, there is something about values. There is something about respect. There's something about that the world is going, okay. And so how are you seeing that even, the things that are happening in Hollywood right now and the stand that people are making for Christ? How are you seeing that start to play out and people being more hungry for faith-based films or things that are good or things that are of the Lord? Yeah, that's... That's a good question. Um, I think more than anything, Jeff, uh, people, people are looking for hope. Yeah. Mm. You know? I mean, at the end of the day, they, they see all this happening and whatever, but we always, we hear things, but we always uh, uh, then look at ourselves, mm -hmm. kind of compare it to our own circumstances. And there's just this deep longing for, for hope. Right. And what I love about our church mm -hmm. um, about Pastor Jason is that uh, what we talk about week after week at, mm -hmm. at uh, Rolling Hills South Nashville, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a place where you can come mm -hmm. and you're going to be loved. Mm -hmm. We're going to love well, mm -hmm. you know? And uh, there's a lot going on in, the, in this world, but it's not going to be a Fox News update when you come into Rolling Hills, yeah. right? It's going to be about uh, a group of people that will love you and lift you up and serve you when you need 
uh, when you need that. And I mean, I, I, when I left Lifeway and started this journey and engaged media partners, you know, I mean, you can probably relate to this. Mm -hmm. A lot of people think when you're in ministry and, um, and you're a pastor and you're serving, serving uh, the Lord, serving other people that uh, you must have it all together. Everything's great, you know. But man, I've had some uh, peaks and valleys in my mm. life over the past 15 years. Mm. And when we, when we came to Rolling Hills, South Nashville, mm. we were tired. Mm. I mean, I, I was tired. Mm. And the reason why we started going there, of course, mm. I knew Jason back from Lifeway, mm. was because it was a mile from our house. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So not a real spiritual uh, a reason, but man, we just wanted to be able to get to church mm -hmm. quickly without, we were so tired, we had no margin mm -hmm. that uh, the proximity of our church mm -hmm. meant so much to us. And since then, they moved to Nolensville, mm -hmm. but uh, uh, we continued going, obviously, because we love the church, but uh, I, I, at that point, had very little to give, mm -hmm. but I had, a, I had a lot of needs, mm -hmm. and uh, man... Did the staff mm -hmm. and the people we met mm -hmm. minister to me and my family. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, man, it's just been a beautiful thing. Yeah. And now the Lord's given me strength. And like I said, there are peaks and valleys. And what I'd want every man to know is we all go through those, mm -hmm. right? And it doesn't matter what your role is. A lot of times we got to put on a front to mm -hmm. uh, uh, feel like we, you know, got to make people believe we have it all together. Mm -hmm. But uh, for me, the way I can go on and once again grow as a father and a husband is that when I'm having those moments of weakness or going through those valleys or I have no more margin, I'm just plain worn out mm -hmm. uh, to have people in my life who can lift me up. Mm -hmm. And so I was so thankful. Mm -hmm. uh, I did, I'll be honest, while I was at Lifeway, I felt like, you know, getting to church on, I, I work at Lifeway, I got to mm -hmm. represent. Getting to church on time mm -hmm. is so important. Or, uh, man, if I skip a Sunday, what's it going to look like? Mm. Well, that's not the right reason, man. We mm. go to, we go to, we join together, mm. worship or small group to, uh, to meet with the Lord. Mm -hmm. It's not a keeping up appearances deal. And so uh, I felt the freedom mm. to not be perfect and to not check the boxes at Rolling Hills. Mm. And uh, what that has led to naturally mm. is not being guilted into service or uh, feeling like I've got to make people believe that, you know, I'm the best churchgoer ever. But it's caused us to get more and more involved as we've gone. I mean, now we're driving to and from Nolensville four days a week, you know. I told somebody earlier, uh, we might as well drop, drop a double wide in the uh, school parking lot <laughs> and have a little vacation home down there. But uh, uh, because of the love that was shown us and because of um, how Rolling Hills fed mm. us, it filled us mm. to a point where now we uh, were, were able to pour that out and, and give. Yeah. And so it's, that's the beauty of the church. That is it? the beauty of the church. And it's like what you said, everybody needs hope, right? And, and so for us as a church to go to different communities to share the love of Christ, but that's what you're doing too. Mm. You're taking your platform and you're going to people's homes. You're going into people's computers or laptops or phones. And, and you're able to share this message of hope. And uh, how can guys use what you're doing and use the films that are coming out to share the love of Christ? How, how can we use the platform we've been given and the resources that you're creating? Well, what I, what I would say to anybody that I, you know, have the opportunity to speak to is uh, 
buy a ticket to those films, mm. support what's happening out there. You know, I mean, there are different ways we can all give, right? But when, when you see somebody, uh, and I'm not just talking about me. I mean, yeah. this may be the only film we ever produced, yeah. and it's, uh, it's come and gone in theaters, and yeah. now it's headed to uh, DVD and all of that mm. stuff. But um, there are ways that we can support people who are paving the way in the industry. We may not be able to jump in and be a filmmaker or have a role in taking it to theaters, but what we can all do is go and see those things. Yeah. So I'd say that's one way, but the, the other way is just, um, uh, once again, share with your friends if you see something good, you know? And, I, and I'll tell you this, I, I, to be totally honest, uh, I'm not asking people to go and support things that aren't good. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. If you like it, tell people about it. If you don't, give your opinion on that, and yeah. it helps make things better. So uh, I, I think that would, obviously, we engage in churches. But for men, I, I would say uh, definitely try and support if you can. And if you got kids and grandkids, uh, give them the opportunity. That's a great uh, way to take them out for an evening or whatever and uh, have great conversations over that, so. Well, I love that because we are all brothers in Christ, right? And, and whether it's making films or whether it's a guy, you know, uh, working with a nonprofit or whether it's, you know, seeing a professional athlete, just trying to cheer one another right. on, you know? We live in such a competitive world and that wants to tear down. But when we support one another and build one another up, I think that's the body of Christ, mm -hmm. being the body of Christ. Yeah. And, and being from one another. And you know, it's been great lately. We've been able to take our kids to see some just great films that have come out that are faith-based. And it's been fun to have conversations with them about, hey, this is why they did this. And, mm. you know, and, um, and helping them to expand ideas about how they can impact and shape their generation uh, for Christ. That's awesome. My, my kids are actually, we homeschool, but they're, they're taking a film uh, class. Yeah. With Thomas, Thomas Purefoy, he created the movie... Uh, uh, is Genesis history. And so it's really cool to see them doing that. And as they do that, I'm just, I stand in amazement. Like you said, yeah. uh, we're raising a generation mm -hmm. and they're learning, they're using their gifts and abilities, right? Uh, and they're not all called to be vocational pastors or, or missionaries, but uh, some of them may call, be called to be, who knows what, in the entertainment or sports industry. So uh, there was a book not too long, well, it was written a while ago, but it's, uh, it's a book that we've recently re-engaged and, and um, it's had a huge influence on us called Roaring Lambs. Yeah. I don't know if you remember mm -hmm. that. Oh, yeah. And it, it just challenges and sets you free to be who you are mm -hmm. with the gifts that God gave you and that through that you can, you can serve the church well. So I, I echo what you say that... Uh, you know, these kids may go and see, like I, when I went and saw Star Wars, they yeah. may go and see, yeah. I can only imagine, or whatever, yeah. you know, the price of fame. And that's what inspires them to say, uh, not I want to tell stories with my life, but I want to tell transformational stories. Yeah, it's you a know? big difference. Yeah, oh, that's so good. Well, every guy, we have a platform, right? Mm -hmm. And how do we use that platform? That's and, right. And how do we, um, as dads, husbands, um, in our workplaces, what do we do with that? So what would you say if you were to give us two takeaways for being spiritual leaders today as men? What wow. would you say? Well, one of the thing, things that's really been on my heart recently is um, having worked with a lot of uh, men with big platforms. Mm. <clears throat> what, what I've witnessed, and Joe, Joe Gibbs is a perfect example, former coach of the Redskins and yeah. uh, now 
NASCAR team owner. Um, around the time he was winning a championship with the Redskins, on the front page of every newspaper, team being invited to the to White House to celebrate, uh, he's hoisting that Vince Lombardi trophy. He made a bad uh, land deal and um, had lost everything they had. Mm. So behind that, he was having to explain to his wife that they were broke uh, and that, you know, what was going on at home was just terrible, right? Wow. And so uh, my takeaway from that is, as men, one of, the, one of the things that I would challenge men to do is to really pray against and be careful to look at the other guy and say, man, I'd love to have that life. Mm. Because you, you really never know what's going on behind the scenes, right? And so, uh, you know, God gave us all what he gave us. He gave us our mission, gave us our life. And I know sometimes it's the most incredible thing in the world. And sometimes you're looking over the fence saying, wow, if I could make movies or if I could be a, you know, superstar hockey player or whatever. But uh, I, I think we need to focus our hearts on uh, not what we could be that would raise our, uh, our uh, affluence mm -hmm. or our fame, but that would, that would give us an opportunity to have influence. Mm -hmm. You know, some of the most influential people in my, li in my life <laughs> have not been people that have written books or performed on a football field or uh, wrestled in a big ring. They've been people who you'll never hear their name. Yeah. And they were available just like Hal in the, yeah. in, in the film that we produced. He's got about 10 minutes where Ted's son interviews him. And uh, no, nobody really beyond his immediate circle of influence will ever know who he is. But through his... Um, through his impact on Ted's life, yeah. now he's impacting millions. Yeah. And so I would just challenge men to uh, understand that. And then my, my other takeaway for leaders is this. Um, I've walked through that phase um, and walked with people through it of, you know, if, if we follow the Lord, he will bless this, mm. right? And that's true. Mm -hmm. I believe that with all my heart. But what does that look like? Mm -hmm. So uh, if I invest $100,000 in something, and I'm like, if we trust the Lord and follow him, he's brought us to this point, uh, he'll bless us. Well, if you lose it all and then some, and uh, you end up shutting down your business, having to sell your house or whatever, does that mean that God's blessing wasn't there? Does that, does that mean that uh, hmm. you missed it with the Lord? You see, I don't believe that. I believe... Uh, his blessing comes in two different ways. And sometimes it produces a blessing here on earth. And sometimes you walk through a very difficult time. And so um, it doesn't matter whether you're winning or losing. Mm. That, that, the blessing of the Lord is that he's with you, mm. right? And so um, I would just challenge men to realize that sometimes your greatest losses are, are the times where not only you'll grow, grow, grow the most, we've heard that before, but uh, sometimes that is a part of the journey that um, uh, you really need to, I don't know, just be thankful mm. and grateful mm. that you're waking up in the morning and <laughs> that, you, that you know the Lord is there. Mm -hmm. And then that helps to humble you then if you went big, right? Mm. So my favorite uh, character in the Bible is, is a person in the Bible is Joseph. Mm -hmm. uh, he would not have had the palace without being thrown into the pit or serving 
serving his time in prison. In prison, yeah. And, and I, I often wonder, you know, this was, it's not a story, it's real, but when Joseph is sitting there in prison for a crime he didn't commit, yeah. when he's thrown into a pit for his, uh, by his very own family, uh, was he praising the Lord? Was he thanking the Lord for his great blessings in his life? Because he didn't know that he was going to get out of prison, mm-hmm. right? I mean, he could have yeah. Could have died there. That could have been the end of the story. But uh, for a man who follows the Lord, your heart when put in those situations, it's the greatest challenge is to say, God, you've got this. Mm. You've got this. I've got to trust. And then through that, the incredible story of then being over an entire kingdom, yeah. the keys to the kingdom. So I've been through that in my life, uh, not at the level that Joseph went through it, but uh, sometimes questioning the Lord, sometimes wanting to run from him and do something different than he's mm-hmm. called me to do because I'm in a hard spot. And uh, if you trust him in those hard spots, you're going to experience those Joseph yeah. uh, moments that can only be explained by God. Mm. And um, it's ultimately his story, not your story anyway, right? I love that. Yeah. It is his story, you know? And Joseph, yeah, 13 years in prison, and, you're, and yet he held on to the Lord, you know? And yeah. God blessed him. It becomes the second in all of Egypt. I mean, it's amazing. yeah. But God was preparing him for what God was preparing for him. I think that's... Mm. Um, hey, what do you want your legacy to be? I want people to remember me as somebody who loved the Lord Mm -hmm. and uh, great husband, great dad, and somebody who knew how to love his friends well. Mm -hmm. That's what I want my legacy to be. That's awesome. I love that. Hey, Jason, we've we've got time for a couple Mm -hmm. of questions. Thomas, you got? Yeah, before I I get to this first one, I've got a couple guys that have tweeted in and just asked, "How how do we watch the film? How do we access the film? Yeah, I, my, my answer to that has to be stay tuned. Okay. <laughs> but uh, the film will be uh, released and distributed around the, around the country. So mm-hmm. uh, we will be posting at thepriceoffame.com on the website and uh, the Facebook page. And so definitely uh, keep in tune to that. Check yeah. it out. And, and when we're able to release it... Uh, uh, people will know then. So we're excited to share it with you. And we'll make sure we get it onto mensleadershipnetwork.com too once it comes out. Oh, absolutely. That'd be great. Thanks. Let's let's see if we can get this last one in here. Um, As a dad, it's hard to stay in tune with all the media targeting our kids. What is your go-to tool for evaluating what movies, TV shows are okay for our own kids at their various ages? Great question. We go to Plugged In, Focus on the Family, mm-hmm. and uh, any films that we take our kids to, they, they, number one, they write great reviews for films, and uh, they also have a breakdown of what type of content's in the film to determine whether or not uh, that's something you'd want your kids to see. So we use that as a tool. Plugged In. Yes. Awesome. Great. Jason, this has been awesome. So Thank you. Let me pray for us, yes, and then sure. Thomas, you've got a couple of closing comment. Awesome. Father God, thank you so much for this morning, God, and thank you for Jason. Just pray a blessing over him, Father, and and pray, Father, for all that you're doing to engage media, God, to impact Mm -hmm. our country, to impact this world for Christ. And Father, I do pray for the price of fame. I pray for other movies, God. I can only imagine the movies that are going to come out, um, that they would have a profound impact, like Courageous or War Room or others, God, that have impacted so many people's lives. And so, Lord, help us as men to use the platforms you've given us. Um, Help us to remember to be godly husbands 
and fathers and men after your heart, first and foremost, yeah, and then in our workplaces, Father, to, to mm. lift up the name of Jesus. Yes. It's all about Christ. And so thank you for bringing our lives together, Father. Thank you for what you're doing in your church. And to you be glory forever and ever. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Oh. Thank you, man. Thank you, brother. Love great you. job. Thank you, Jason. That was great. Um, hey, guys, reminder, MLN Rewind email comes out this afternoon. Uh, link to today's uh, interview. And also just a link to the website that has content from the last four or five years uh, of, of, of these interviews with, with men around town, men of influence, et cetera, various topics, great resource. Uh, so look for that email that comes out. And as Jeff mentioned, when we get some information on the film, we'll be sure to add that to the website as well. Hey, next week, next Thursday, we're going to wrap up this semester of MLN with our special guest, Matt Burhart. Uh, Matt is the senior manager at Nissan North America here locally. Uh, he's going to be sharing, it's, it's kind of interesting, for any of us that have had a hard time talking to others about Jesus, uh, Matt's going to be sharing his unique story about le uh, leading his family to Christ, family members to Christ, sharing uh, his faith with others. So you don't want to miss that. I think that'll be a really nice way for us to kind of close out this semester. Uh, as always, we'll get started with breakfast at 6.30 and kick off at 7 o'clock. Thank you.